Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners, the Florida Coaches Coalition, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, We Coach, and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These are four great organizations. You should really add them to your network. Now, don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for the next three minutes as we give our sponsors their shout out. These are all great companies that I used as an athletic director or as a coach. You should be using them too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Home Campus for their support of the podcast. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, uh, state association connections, and a whole lot more. As an athletic director, I used home campus every single day, and it was just fantastic, and you'll love it too. To find out more about what home campus can do for you, all you got to do is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thank you to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. And check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraising platform, stop right here. SnapRaise is hands down the best you can find. But there's so much more. You've got Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect. You'll find it all at snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing. Simple and easy online ticketing. Go to hometownticketing.com. They offer digital ticketing, ticketing with more. More support, more security, more customization. Hometown Ticketing is here to make the best solution for you. Go to hometownticketing.com to get started. We also want to thank our good friends at Gipper. Go to gipper.com. Start creating world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you really don't need any design training. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Start celebrating your athletes. Promote your programs. You'll find it all at Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to Huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As an athletic director, I used Huddle for years. But as an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that huddle provided that let them coach our kids at their highest level. It was a professional grade solution to the challenges that we all face. At huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 8 million users. Turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to showcase your school's record boards, your school's Hall of Fame, or just tell more compelling stories about your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. You'll find it all at sidelineinteractive.com at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Speaking of Sideline Interactive, go to sidelineinteractive.com Check out their indoor scoring tables and video boards. You can also schedule a live web demo to see their products in action. One of the best purchases I ever made 
was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Go to sidelineinteractive.com to check out all the things that they can do for you and your program. That's sidelineinteractive.com. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and an affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors already hear from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys will connect you with the 2%, but they'll also connect you with the 98% that supports your program. So go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey that lets you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Make sure you visit their website today. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to one of our favorite states today, North Carolina, and we're going to be visiting with Yvette Williams. Yvette is a certified athletic administrator, and she's the director of athletics at Rollsville High School, and that's in uh, the Wake County School System in North Carolina. Yvette and I connected, uh, and I thought she'd be a great guest uh, for the podcast, so here we are. Yvette Williams, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, it's a busy time. We're recording this on August 18th. Uh, so many of you uh, have already started, you know, fall practices. Um, some of you probably have a, a football game tonight since it's a Friday night. Uh, and I know a few schools haven't even started classes yet, but let's go and jump right in. Yvette, uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up. Maybe take us up through your own uh, high school and college days, and then we'll take our first break. Uh, but what's the Yvette Williams origin story? Uh, I was born in uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia, um, and my family adopted me. Uh, and then uh, we lived in Seattle, Washington. We lived in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, but most of my childhood was spent in California, uh, where I went to William S. Hart High School and uh, played basketball, uh, ran some cross country, and ran some track. Uh, then went to Biola University and played basketball there. And uh, after that, um, I worked a variety of jobs in California and then ended up in North Carolina. Um, well, let's go back to those high school days, you know, moving around a lot. You know, you mentioned Seattle. I'm born and raised in uh, in Oregon, but went to high school across the river, you know, outside of Vancouver, Washington. So I know the Northwest. Um, how was that moving around uh, from school to school? You were probably the new kid a, a couple of times. Uh, you know, any memories stick out for you from those days? Um, well, you know, I still, with, with the help of social media, uh, I can reminisce with some of my friends that I made along the way. Um, so most of that time, though, was in Massachusetts. Uh, like we were there for nine years. And then um, California, I was there from the time I was 10 until I was 20, in my 20s. Okay. Um, also, you, you talked a little bit about your athletic career. I'm sure you're being very modest, okay? Um, as we, those of us that are athletic directors now, 
there's moments in our life that tend to stick with us. So thinking back to your own playing days, either in high school or in college, anything stick out for you that maybe at the time you didn't realize what it was, but now looking back as an athletic director, you can say, hey, that really helped shape me. Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but anything stick out? Um, well, you know, I was fortunate to go to a high school where uh, being a student athlete was a privilege, a true privilege. Um, we had coaches and administrators that really cared about us. And, you know, from early on, you knew that if you wanted to continue your playing career, it wasn't if, it was where. Um, and when you have that mindset, then everybody gets equal treatment. Everybody appears seen and, you know, can have a really good experience. And so for me, I thought that was just how it was done until I got into coaching myself and saw that that's not how everybody, you know, shaped athletics. And so that kind of was an aha moment and let me know that, you know, I want to provide that same type of experience for the student athletes that I work with. No, absolutely. Uh, and uh, you hit on such a great point that athletics, even today, you know, it, it is a privilege. You know, it, it's not uh, like, say, community or club travel, et cetera. You know, there, there's some requirements uh, to participate on that team. You know, very, very, very good point for listeners. We're visiting today with Yvette Williams. She's a certified athletic administrator, and she's the director of athletics at Rollsville High School in uh, North Carolina. We're going to take our first break, but we're coming back with some more, so please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Home Campus for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Home Campus is the exclusive high school in state association information platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, student athlete eligibility and clearance, coaches clearance, and a whole lot more. As an athletic director, I used home campus every single day and it was just great. And the home campus team was great to work with too. To find out more about how home campus can help you and your program, all you have to do is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. Make sure you visit them today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Yvette, you took us up um, kind of through your college days. Uh, you know, you can share a little bit more about that if you'd like to. But um, also, take us on that journey post-college. You know, some of the teaching and coaching jobs that you had that led to your present position at Rollsville. Uh, after I got done um, with college, I think I had my first uh, JV coaching job at Cerritos High School in California, where I was a JV coach. And um, I think I was about 21, 22. And that was really one of the best teams I ever coached. Uh, I had a group of girls who were very smart and, you know, I didn't really have to myself a whole lot, but I did have to break down things and show them how to do it. Um, then I left there and went back to my alma mater, uh, William S. Hart High, where I was able to work alongside my former coach, uh, Coach Dave Monroe, and I was there for three years. Um, 
we were pretty successful. And I, you know, I became a better coach because then I got an opportunity to learn more of the whys um, and not just, we need to win. I needed to learn how to better develop players. And um, so after that, I left and went and was an assistant coach at Chafee College as a junior college, community college uh, in Rancho Cucamonga. And yes, that's an actual place. <laughs> People tend to think that's not a real place. Um, but I was there. And then during that year, um, my grandma, my dad's mom, uh, my dad is from North Carolina. Uh, she had, I think, two strokes. And um, I came to visit. And she asked me if I would move out here because she'd like to see me every day. So, um, you know, when your grandma asks you something like that, the answer is always yes. And it's mostly because I am the favorite grandchild. So I packed up my stuff and moved to North Carolina. Uh, when I got here, I started teaching and coaching. Uh, I did some middle school basketball for a while. I also did some AAU. And uh, then I wanted to make a jump to the high school level again. So uh, moved school districts and ended up um, at Southern Wayne High School in Wayne County. And while I was there, I coached a variety of sports, but I always in the back of my mind wanted to be an athletic director. So I started at that time to figure out, you know, how could I get where I wanted to be? Because when you talk to athletic directors, everyone's path is different. So, um, so I started to continue to ask questions, got my master's degree and uh, started looking for some professional development that could, could help me. And it was during that time I met some uh, really influential people um, who kind of pointed me in the right direction. That, at that, during that time I met Bob Hill. Uh, and so at, at a, at a, actually at a PE conference. And so, um, you know, I went into one of his sessions and he was asking questions and I was answering these questions. And afterwards I stayed to speak to him and he asked me if I was an AD. And I said, no, sir, I'm not, but I'd like to be. So <laughs> that kind of opened another door for me. Um, after that, I was a coordinator for PE and health uh, at the district level and um, administration knew that I had AD aspirations. And so they sent me to some athletic director uh, workshops and things to help me get to where I wanted to be. Um, again, I was just trying to write some notes so I can keep my thoughts straight. Want to go back sure. real quick. You mentioned that you were an assistant coach for your former coach. Yes, and, and I think that's an experience that um, I don't think there's anything else like it. You know, uh, because now, you know, they look at you initially, you know, OK, you're a player, but there was something in you as a player that they thought could come back and help that next generation. And that doesn't happen with everybody because uh, you had a lot of teammates that he didn't ask uh, to come back and, and be a coach. How was that working with your former head coach? Well, it, it gave me some insight into into why we had to do things the way we did uh, when I was a player. And then, you know, when the, the student athletes would ask me, you know, why do we have to do this? It gave me an opportunity to share, not just from um, a leadership perspective, but also from having actually been 
in their shoes. And so uh, there was a different level of respect there. And I think uh, it ended up being a way for them to understand that they were being seen. They had agency because they knew, okay, I can go talk to coach Williams and she can help me out. She can, you know, I don't understand. And maybe I don't feel comfortable asking coach Monroe, but I can ask coach Williams. No, absolutely. And as an, as a head coach yourself later on, you know, you probably had assistance in that same role. Uh, and it, it's just so important for that team chemistry. Great stuff. I appreciate you sharing that. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, the state association uh, later on, but making that move from coach uh, to athletic director, what I call coming to the other side of the desk, um, any apprehensions, you know, any nervousness, or did you feel not in a cocky way, but did you feel, Hey, I've got this. Uh, I think anytime you embark on a new journey, you have to have a certain level of nervousness. You know, it's good energy. It's good nervousness uh, because it, it is the unknown. You know, um, no matter how much you think, you know, there's always always a slew of information that you still have yet to learn. And so uh, one thing that was helpful for me, it may not seem like it, but you know, I was in North Carolina and I left here to take a position at Hampton High School in Virginia, in Hampton, Virginia. And so when I, I went there, I didn't know anyone there. So it was, everything was brand new. So in that respect, I was prepared for everything that was going to be new for me. So that just kind of leveled the playing field a little bit uh, because otherwise, you know, you can get cocky thinking, oh, I know so-and-so and so-and-so here. I knew no one. Um, and so I had to make those connections and make those relationships from ground zero. And, and that's always an interesting component, you know, coming in, um, not so much there's a new sheriff in town, but, you know, you are the athletic director, you know, you, you're their, their boss. And so beginning uh, uh, to build those relationships, um, you, know, you know, foundational part of any athletic director's job. For our listeners, uh, our guest today is Yvette Williams, and she's the director of athletics at Rollsville High School. That's in Wake County, North Carolina. Also a certified athletic administrator. We're going to hear more about that in just a moment. Let's go and take another quick break. Uh, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our friends at Snap Mobile for their support. Go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraising platform, stop right here. SnapRaise is hands down the best available. We used it at our school with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where they will give you your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. Nobody else does that. But there's so much more. You've got Snap Connect, Snap Store, Snap Manage. You'll find them all at SnapRaise.com. That's SnapRaise.com. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. Their team is going to show you how to set up and sell tickets for your events, not just athletic events, but things like school plays, concerts, school dances, even graduation. 
And here's the best part. Every school is assigned a dedicated client success manager that's going to provide hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. It's digital ticketing that offers more. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Yvette, we get a lot of young uh, and new athletic directors that listen to the podcast and some old ones like me, too. Um, and I think it's important for them to hear about the journey that we all take with our state association and with the NIAAA. So talk a little bit about that. How did you first get involved with uh, your association in North Carolina? And talk a little bit about your NIAAA experience, too. Well, my first experience, I first heard about uh, the State Association for being a coach. And then um, when I met Bob Hill, you know, he encouraged me um, to, to get involved and to try to figure out, you know, what type of leader I want to be and how that can translate into getting into the State Association um, and being a leader. And so as I was looking at that, first I was said, you know, I need to become an athletic director. So let me get that under my belt first. And so I took that job in Hampton and they sent me to, uh, they have a new athletic directors conference in Virginia that I was uh, privileged enough to, to attend. And while there, they had us take uh, the first two uh, of the leadership, the LCI courses. And um, so we took those while we were there and they were taught to us by ADs in our state. They also set us up with uh, a mentor. And so they allowed you though, even though you're supposed to have one, they allowed you to choose who your mentor uh, would be. So I chose two. And so I chose uh, Shay Collins, and I think you know her as well. And then I chose uh, Mike Whittington. And I chose them for two reasons. Mike is a guru when it comes to social media. And, and fundraising. And I chose Shay because I felt like I needed to, to hear another female's journey. And I felt that uh, geographically she was located not too far from my school. So I felt that I could, could learn a lot from her. So the two of them were very um, integral in that. And they were both on our state association, our VIAAA um, executive board. So I asked the president at the time, how does one get on the executive board? And so I said, well, you know, wait till there's an opportunity and then, you know, you throw your name in that hat and see what happens. So they decided to create a diversity, equity, and inclusion um, committee. And so I asked to be a part of that. So I became a vice chair. Now, during that time, I finished my RAA and then I took those additional classes um, to switch over from the registered athletic administrator to the certified uh, athletic administrator. Yeah, and again, we, we talk about the importance of those uh, LTI courses and they all, they're all great courses. They stand on their own, uh, but they're also stepping stones for certification. Uh, looking back, I know I'm putting you on the spot again. Um, what, um, which courses or which components of a particular course really resonated with you at the time? You know, as you're taking those four hour courses, you just had that moment, you know, wow, you know, I, I really need to take this back to my school. Uh, any of those moments stick out? 
the one that was uh, that that speaks to that was the I think it was the law one, um, the legal. Uh, I think it was the one that's in the CAA umbrella because um, I took it at one of I took it at a conference after I got my RIA I believe, and so uh, just knowing as we were looking at the case studies, um, you know from for reasons why uh, there was litigation in athletics, some of them are things that you would overlook if you didn't have that lens to look through, the athletic director lens to look through. And so now, you know, as I'm walking around on, you know, a field, if I'm in a gym, if I'm in a weight room, I, I look through that lens of, is, is this something that where somebody could get hurt? Is this something where, you know, that's avoidable? Is this, you know, I, I don't want our school or myself to get sued. So, you know, I think that those types of classes let you kind of see with a different lens so that you can be prepared for what could happen. Yeah, those legal courses are always uh, eye openers. And uh, you mentioned the case studies, you know, that book where, you know, you're, you're looking at and, and some of them you go, seriously, you know, the coaches did this. Are you crazy? Uh, but, you know, as athletic directors, you know, we got to make sure we're doing our job of coaching the coaches and coaching ourselves. So, so we don't have too many of those crazy moments uh, uh, at our campus too. Uh, being a member of the certification committee for so many years, uh, one of my annual jobs was uh, to help, you know, revise and improve the exam. So I got to ask uh, you the question, when you were sitting for the CAA exam, um, were there any questions? And I know this was a while back, but uh, were there any questions that you went Seriously, they're asking me this question. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I think that you know, anytime you take a multiple choice test, you know, you, you already know right off gate that there's one of the answers that it couldn't be. And then you look and you're like, well, it's not gonna be these, and then there are two that it could be. And so for a lot of the questions, I think that you guys did a great job because a lot of the questions, if you weren't really dialed in, you could have made a wrong choice. Uh, because there are two answers that that it could be. And so I think that uh, the test was fine. Um, you know, a lot, everybody had test anxiety that morning, but I think everyone in my testing session passed. So, uh, because we had reviewed the night before. So um, yeah, I think the test was fine. Okay. Well, that, that makes me feel uh, even better. Okay. Now I got to ask you again, uh, uh, I wouldn't be doing my job. Um, where are you at in your journey to get that next step, that CMAA? So I started taking some more classes. And um, so I hope to be done with the class portion of it here within the next uh, couple of months. And then to move on to either the the project or the, or, or to move on to the project part um, to complete the CMAA. Right. And for any of our listeners, uh, if you are waiting to do that CMAA or it's years in your future, um, don't be intimidated by that word project. Okay. I guarantee that you're doing something right now at your school with students, with coaches, with parents, with facilities, you're doing something right now that would make a great CMAA project. And with the, it's not so much new anymore, it's been around for a few years, but with the oral option for presenting your project, 
basically you're just going to tell the story of the project in your school through a um, a PowerPoint or other social uh, media platform. Uh, it's extremely, I don't want to say not easy, but it's not difficult. So if you have any questions, uh, please uh, reach out to your state coordinator in your state. Every state has one. Um, or feel free to reach out to me at jakestouchdown at gmail.com. Be more than happy to help you with that CMAA project. So Yvette, you're going to reach out to me, right? Of course. Okay, there we go. Let's go and take another quick break. Uh, we're listening to Yvette Williams, a certified athletic administrator. She's the athletic director at Rollsville High School, and that's in uh, Wake County, North Carolina. Let's take that break, but we're coming back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thank you to Gipper for their support of the podcast. Gipper is the social media graphics solution for the Educational AD Podcast. And if you go to Gipper.com, their team is going to help you create professional level social media graphics for your website. Um, and it's so easy, even I can do it. Start celebrating your athletes and promoting your teams. Use Gipper. Uh, it's used by over 3,000 high school and college athletic programs across the country. And it's professional graphic design made simple. Go to Gipper.com and mention the podcast. You'll get a nice discount. That's Gipper.com. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Go to Huddle.com and change the way you see the game. When I was a football coach, I used Huddle and it was fantastic. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that helped them coach our kids up to their highest level. It was a professional grade solution for the challenges that we all face. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 8 million users and find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. Welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Yvette, one of the things that we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I, I know I've already done it a couple of times, but I'm going to put you on the spot again. Um, what are some things that you do at Rollsville that you're particularly proud of? Uh, or again, it, it's your first year at Rollsville. Maybe these are things that you did in another school that you plan on rolling out. So what are some best practices you can share with our listeners? Well, um, one of the things that I uh, am rolling out here is we're having, uh, we're starting an uh, student athlete athletic honor society. And so uh, I want to showcase the fact that our student athletes do put the student first. And so that's something new that they haven't had at Roseville. Um, we're also starting a student advisory uh, athletic uh, committee. And so, um, so it'll allow the student athletes to have agency and get together and talk about things that are happening within their respective sports and kind of share out, you know, uh, because a lot of times the student athletes don't talk to each other. And, um, and then also I'll be the advisor for both of these and so they'll also have an opportunity to represent their sport and share some things with me that maybe they wouldn't normally get a chance to. 
um, both groups will be doing community service. Uh, I think that being involved in the community says a lot about us uh, as a school and um, lets people know that we care about more than just what happens on the field or on the court. So um, I think that that's important. I love the idea about getting the student athletes together, uh, you know, so they can talk uh, about any, anything they want to, you know, what, what a great idea. I don't think enough athletic programs do that. It's more about delivering their content than letting them, you know, provide some of that content. Um, again, I've already mentioned, this is your first year at Rollsville looking ahead. Um, you know, I think AD's, um, are, are usually embody, um, you know, we're happy where we're at, but let's not be satisfied. Let's try to get better. What are some things that you're looking at in this first year? I'm sure you've already talked to some of the coaches about it, that you're looking to get better at and uh, build on for the coming years. Uh, anything you can share with us? Well, I think that, you know, in terms of Roseville High School, there are some great pieces in place. We have some great coaches here. The administration is very supportive of the student athletes and myself. Our booster club is fantastic. Uh, they're everywhere. Um, right now, we're a little smaller than I think they'd like for us to be, but there's, you know, strength in, in our small numbers. And so, you know, as we continue to get the word out about the positive things we're doing, you know, our hope is that, that those numbers will rise. Um, additionally, you know, I'm trying to um, get some more community support our school is only 10 years old. Um, and so our community is continuing to grow. And I think it would be great if we could get more to increase those uh, attendance numbers um, and, and also uh, change the narrative surrounding student athletes. And so those are some things that I would like to do. And, and although they may be lofty goals, um, you gotta start somewhere. No, and and again, you you bring up a good point. You know, you're you're looking ahead, but at the same time, you're not coming in here and like a whirlwind and and, and trying to change everything. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a mistake that some athletic directors do coming in, uh, taking over a new job is uh, you know where you want to go, but you also got to realize it's going to take a little bit of time to get there. So good stuff. It's going to be interesting to come by and visit you, you know, in a year and and see where the program has, uh, how the program has grown. Good stuff. For listeners, uh, once again, our guest today is Yvette Williams, Certified Athletic Administrator, Rollsville High School in North Carolina. Let's take another break. I know that's shocking to our regular listeners, but uh, we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. <laughs> we want to say thanks to our good friends at Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to showcase all of your school record boards, your school's Hall of Fame, and also tell about your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. If you mention the podcast, guess what? They'll give you a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thank you to Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their scoreboards and their score tables in action. 
probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our sideline interactive indoor score table. Of course, we used it for home games, but we also used it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. Their products are tremendously versatile and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Check out their great products today. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Yvette, one of the questions that we've asked our guests pretty much since the podcast started uh, a little over, over three years ago has to do with this idea of social awareness. And, and I realize that's a very big umbrella, but how can an athletic director do a better job of, of being socially aware and socially responsible for their community? Do you have any advice for us? Well, I think one of the things you have to know your community, um, you know, like I'm, I'm a transplant here. So that's why one of the reasons why I started to go out in the community to meet people uh, because the community is representative of my school community. And so it makes it easier to connect with my kids and my community if I know what's going on. Um, also, you know, you have to be in, in education, you have to be a lifelong learner. And so that's why the LTI courses are important. That's why it's also important to be involved in your state organizations and to make sure that, you know, you sign up for newsletters, anything that can give you some additional insight into areas where you might, um, you know, fall short or where you feel that you need a pick me up or, you know, some additional information. Um, I know that I don't know everything. And so I'm an avid reader um, and a listener. So you know, if I find a podcast, I'll multitask while I'm doing something and listen. Uh, but I do think that if you want to be socially aware, you want to be able to help your student athletes the best way that you can, and not just your student athletes, but the other students inside of your school, because when you're an athletic director, you're highly visible. And so I've had great conversations with kids that never played a sport for me a day in their life. Um, and, you know, and they, some of these students have had a great impact on me. Um, and so, you know, knowing the role that you play, the high visibility that you have and kind of what you can help uh, because let's face it, there are not a lot of females in athletic administration. And so, know how people view me their experiences with me may shape how they view female athletic administrators down the line or initially um and knowing that not only am i a woman in in a, in a male-dominated field but i'm also a, a woman of color and so that plays a role as well and you know i have an opportunity to show people that women of color and women can do this job and, and can do it well. So my hope is that anybody who is trying to increase their social awareness will um, just really try to educate themselves on uh, different, different aspects of it, whether it's transgender student athletes, um, whether it's dealing with uh, students with different um, socioeconomic statuses, you know, are you a Title I school? What does that mean for your students? What does that mean for your student athletes? You know, you got to do a little bit of research. 
where do your students come from? Um, you know, in terms of the area that surrounds your school, because you'd be surprised at how far some of your students have to travel to get to you every day. And, you know, those are things that can affect their performance and just how their lives are going. So there's a lot of things that go into um, what may be happening with our kids, you know? And so I think that just continuing to learn and be aware and have those crucial conversations um, with students, their parents, and, you know, other coworkers. Yeah, you hit on so many uh, important points there. Uh, I'm just gonna start with the last one is, getting out of your office, getting out away from behind that desk and, you know, having those conversations with kids, with parents, uh, teachers, et cetera. Uh, and that you, you mentioned previously, building the relationships, you know, getting to know people. Uh, the, the job of the AD has become so much more complex uh, in, in recent years, but you're absolutely right. You know, building those relationships um, is it takes time, but and it takes some genuine, um, being genuine and some effort on your part, but the dividends it pays, not just for your program, but in the lives of the kids and the coaches and the parents and the people you meet, you know, absolutely. Thanks God. Thanks so much for sharing that. Very cool. This has been uh, a, a really fun interview and I've got a ton more questions, but uh, it's that time. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Now, you know, this is your first year at Rollsville, but you're not new to the world of athletics. So we're going to take our final break. Uh, we're going to hear from athletic surveys who sponsor this segment. When we come back, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in the toolbox. So let's take that final break. And when we come back, we're going to see what Yvette Williams is going to put into her new athletic director toolbox. So please stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys, they're a quick, easy, and an affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic surveys connect you with the 2%, but they also connect you with the 98% that love your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or a principal or a student athlete. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey that lets you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting today with Yvette Williams, a certified athletic administrator, uh, knows her way around the world of athletics. But right now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new AD, but I'm only going to let her put three things in that toolbox. So Yvette, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox? All right, Jake. I got four. Okay, we'll take them. Okay. All right. So the first one is leadership. Um, and, you know, not just the ability to lead, but to also be led. Uh, because that's 
that's part of it. And the next one will be intentional communication um, because we communicate every day, but for you to be a good athletic director, you have to be intentional about what you're putting out there. And so, um, so that's why that's in there. And then building relationships, uh, you know, from the previous uh, segments, you know, I talked about it quite a bit. And I do believe that to be successful, you're gonna have to be able to forge those relationships. And then the last one um, is time management slash organization. And, um, you know, you have to wear many hats and juggle many things. And for me, this is an ongoing thing. I am not the best at it, but I continue to grow and I continue to work at it. So I have an old school planner because I have to write things down. Uh, my phone is not enough because if my phone goes dead, what's gonna happen? So I need to have it written down somewhere. Uh, I need a paper copy. And yeah, so those are the four things that I think that a new AD would need to be successful. Well, I, I love them all. And, uh, you know, as a old school planner guy myself, you know, you, you and I are eye to eye on that one. Um, I, I love the uh, term that you used intentional communication, um, you know, just for yourself as well as the individuals and the groups that you're talking with, you know, great, great uh, tool. We should have done this earlier. So shame on me. But if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, pick your brain a little bit more, find out how you do things at your program, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Oh, they can shoot me an email. Um, my work email, because I'm always here, <laughs> is ywilliams3 at wcpss.net. Okay. And uh, again, our guest has been Yvette Williams from Rollsville High School, and that's in Wake County, uh, Wake County School District in North Carolina. Yvette, thanks so much for uh, sharing with us on a Friday afternoon, and all the best with uh, your coming season and uh, the school year. Thank you so much for having me here, Jake. I really appreciate it. Oh, it, it was great. We're going to have to do this again. For listeners, um, we do this just about every day, and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Of course, we appreciate you listening. Uh, come back next time for another great interview and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.